Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And today, again, we're lucky to have a guest. Not used to interview or introducing uh, guests that I'm related to, uh, <laughs> but uh, my niece and volunteer and intern uh, this summer, Abigail Riley, is with us. Abby, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm talking to you all the way from the next door room. So <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, starting to work on getting the AirVenture Air Show uh, together and ready. We have Abby with us because Abby interned with me for the first time last year. And last year we had the Apollo astronauts here, so she got a lot of unique experiences with the uh, the Apollo astronauts. So uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, it's a uh, I I, uh, <laughs> I wish I could have interned like that at your age. That sounds really wonderful. <laughs> how, how many how many astronauts did you wind up meeting while you were while you were doing this uh, this internship? Um, I think there were eight or nine total every every one of them that was there i ended up meeting at some point or another but i mostly spent time with frank yeah (sighs) yeah yeah her frank uh, really hit it off it was pretty funny (laughs) that that is great that is that is really fantastic i I mean i i think i would my only my biggest problem would be not stuttering and just uh, just staring at them and asking all the questions (laughs) like remember that time you were up at the moon wasn't it cool uh how, how was it the first time that you met frank the first time that I met him, I didn't even know what to say because I wasn't, I'm not very well versed on planes and space. And so it was like, I was learning as I went, I kind of Googled some questions to ask him, but I tried to just ask mostly about him. Um, but yep. the first day that I met him, I lost him for about an hour. <laughs> True um, story. I, I got a message from her. She's like, I lost Frank Borman. I don't know where he is. <laughs> He's... He's shopping somewhere the last time I saw him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, uh... And, you know, Abby, what is your what was your take of coming here to Oshkosh for the first time? I mean, that was your first time ever coming to an event like this. It's the world's largest avia- uh, aviation event. Um, that'd be a lot to take in. Um, yes, I was definitely shell-shocked, mostly because of the weather, because I am from Florida, and it was a lot colder here during the day and at night than I expected. But... For the most part, it was awesome. I got to hang out with new people. I got to meet friends all day. And it's just a great atmosphere to be around. I have to ask about your chaperoning duties for Apollo astronauts. For men in their 80s, were they generally a rowdy bunch or quiet? How did, how did, they, how did they seem? Um, for the most part, everybody kept to themselves. The two that really stood out were Gene Kranz and Frank Borman, mostly because I spent most of my days with Frank and he's so sassy. I love him. I do. He is uh, definitely a lot of fun. That's for sure. And you lost him at one point. Yes, I did. I lost him for about an hour because he was shopping a little too quickly for me to keep up with on my go cart. <laughs> he was serious airplane shopping. So, yeah. oh, boy. Wow. so uh, do they have to do an all hands and I don't <laughs> he found his way back. I guess he could find the moon. Yeah. He could find uh, his way back to the Abby's golf yeah, cart. Yeah, right. I see his face on the side of a milk carton. So that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Well, that, I guess I guess Frank introduced you to uh, 
the the wonders of uh, of Apollo history. I, I don't know what what your background. What is your background in in like space? Did you know much about about the uh, the moon program before uh, you met these fellows? No, I went in blind. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, Abby, yeah. I asked you. You know, earlier we were talking. You know, your this last year was your first entry entry into you know Oshkosh, which is the world's biggest you know celebration for for aviation. What, what did you think of it? What was your first impressions? Um, my very first impression when I got here was that it was very cold, very <laughs> cold, y'all. It's very dry elements here compared to where I live down in Florida. But overall, the atmosphere is just amazing. Everybody is so friendly and so welcoming and so forthcoming with a bunch of new information and trying to help me navigate around here because I'm new. Uh, that was awesome. And what did you think of the air show itself? It was awesome. It was amazing. It's I've never seen one before, so I don't really have any background to compare it to. But from what I saw, it was something I'll never forget. Yeah, it started, we kind of spoiled you off the top coming to Oshkosh for your first <laughs> air show ever. Is <laughs> you're, yep. I think you're going to be a bit spoiled now on air, on air shows. <laughs> I know. I had no idea what to expect. And now I'm, I'm kind of spoiled because my first year I got astronauts. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I would imagine having a ha, as we're watching uh, minute seventeen, where uh, Jim Lovell is explaining to his uh, his son how the Apollo missions work. Um, having Frank Borman as a as kind of your uh, companion for for, for the uh, uh, the astronaut uh, space fest there at uh, at Oshkosh must have been quite a. Uh, you, you really did have front row seats to to history. Um, being able to meet Frank and, and stuff. Did did uh, did Frank impart you with any stories about his, his missions? He didn't really tell much. He mostly didn't want to talk about so much moon stuff as he wanted to. We just chit-chatted about life and stuff. Um, but he would, he mentioned, you know, what it was like working with the people he worked with to help construct it and fly. And he really loved it and made me a lot more interested than I was before. That's for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, Frank, uh, you know, his, his big thing was just, um, he's like, I'd much rather go look at some airplanes in a space capsule. He's, um, I mean, he's proud of what he did, but he's also very much more into to aviation. So it was a little bit different. You know, I, I've never really talked much about Apollo eight with Frank mm-hmm. <laughs> or Gemini for that matter. It's interesting. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I think they all, they all did get their start as test pilots. So you know, both both Frank uh, Frank Borman and Jim Lovell were were major league uh, uh, test pilots. Um, you know, Jim working at Pax River and stuff. That was that was their main business for most of their lives before they got to uh, to the uh, Gemini and Apollo pro- program. So this was kind of like later on in their careers. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It, it uh, and I, and I think Abby will testify that. Uh, uh, Jim and Frank together could have had their own variety comedy show or something like that. They're they're pretty funny together. As soon as you get those two together, they really yes. start playing off of each other. Now I know it, you know in this particular minute we start seeing uh, more of the uh, the cars, the hot rod aspects of of astronauts. Um, I know that Jim Lovell was into the you know owning a vet, but uh, did. Did Frank seem to be much of a, a gearhead where it came to cars, Chris? I don't know. Um, no, Frank actually never owned a Corvette. Uh, he was very adamant that he did not take that deal. 
Um, so he never owned a Corvette, never owned a hot car. He actually had a pickup truck. Um, and um, Jim did have a Corvette. In this scene, uh, we see the red uh, Stingray. Um, in real life, his car was not red. It was silver with a blue interior. Um, so oh, nice. They, uh, uh, Jim was very adamant that they got the color of his Corvette wrong in this movie, but uh, uh, I imagine they just got some vintage Corvettes of the right era and you know and used whatever they could get their hands on. Uh, those cars are becoming more and more rare. Um, but yeah, uh, he Jim did have a Corvette, but it was a different color. Uh, I believe the only two astronauts who were when it was allowed because NASA eventually ended the whole Corvette deal. Um, but uh, John Glenn and Frank Borman uh, never owned a Corvette. I- I'm sure there were maybe others, um, but a lot of them, of course, did because it was actually a dealership uh, in in Houston that made them the deal that uh, you can lease two cars from us uh, every year. So their wives would get a car and then they would get a car. So, of course, they said, you know, of course, the test pilots and astronauts, they wanted something hot to drive and so they get the Corvette and then their wife would get the car that you can use for the whole family um, but for whatever reason Frank didn't like that and yeah, he had a pickup truck <laughs> sounds like something Frank would do <laughs> that certainly um, does yeah <laughs> yeah def- definitely a, a cowboy move so um, it's, it's funny seeing the different the, the different types of cars in this particular minute I mean I see the big uh, the big caddy in the back there and uh, an AMC which uh Really wasn't that popular, but they were, you know, they were around out and about in 1969. Um, I have a f- personal affiliation with the uh, the Mustang. I used to have a '67 uh, 289 uh, Mustang. That one I think is a '66. It's got the Shelby stripes and stuff. So yeah. it's just kind of a. I had a '66 fastback for a while. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. loved it. It was a sweet yeah. ride. I uh, I used to drive it whenever it wasn't in the uh, repair shop. So. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those cars. Uh, uh, Spent some time in the shop. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was uh, kind of tragic, but uh, but yeah, I did I did enjoy that car, and uh, I wasn't much of a car guy, but the Mustang kind of made me made me a car guy for purposes of Mustangs. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I, I keep wondering. Part of the, I mean, part of having a, a Corvette, it's it's nice. You know, it's a it's it's a sport. It's a sporty car, and they like speed and stuff. But I think I wonder if, with most of the astronauts getting Corvettes, it's just part of that image that you have to look cool, and there would be nothing cooler that you could, you know, drive than a Corvette. Oh yeah, I mean that was, you know, I'm not even a Corvette guy. Sorry for the Chevy people listening. Uh, I am actually like a Mopar guy. I love the Chargers and Challengers and stuff. But but the more you sort of hung around with, with the astronauts and you learned more about the history, you, you certainly became a fan of the Corvette. I mean. Uh, it just looks like something that an astronaut should drive. You know, it, we come full circle with uh, with Abby driving uh, <laughs> driving people in her driving astronauts in her car to the airport. So <laughs> exactly, quite a, yeah, quite an adventure. The, now, do you have people coming this year to uh, to Oshkosh that are astronauts? No, not this year. I mean, I'm sure there are some, probably like shuttle astronauts or something like that, but not as part of the feature. To, you know, like last year we had a salute to Apollo. We don't have anything like that this year. I don't want to say that we don't have any astronauts coming because some astronauts are on our board. I mean, I'm sure they'll yeah. be here, but yeah, but they're, yeah not, they're not, not as a featured. They're not going to be on a podium thing. somewhere. Yeah, uh, exactly. Not that I not that I know of, at least. Yeah. Um, Abby, when you were working here with with the, the the eight astronauts in there, what was the most surprising thing that you learned while you were while you were working with them? I would say. 
the most surprising thing was how human they were. Like, they weren't, oh, I'm some big hotshot. I'm the greatest person of all time. They were normal human beings just like the rest of us. And they just wanted to have a normal day. And uh, like, like you said earlier, probably not, not having to talk about going to the moon and going to space every day, just having, having regular questions asked about, them, you know, asked about them, how their family was, I would imagine, would be a, a big yeah. thing. It was amazing how comfortable they make you feel right away. You know, last year was my first experience with them on a, on a grand scale as well. And uh, they're, very, they're very just easy to please, and they're, they're very, they make you feel like one of your old friends real quickly. And you get really comfortable around them quick. Yeah, the uh, I've been uh, friends with a couple of astronauts down at uh, at Kennedy, and uh, we'll go off in between. You know, after, after they have a uh, the lunch with an astronaut uh, event that they usually have there, they have some downtime before they do uh, what's known as the astronaut encounter, which is kind of a a question and answer session. Um, that they that they have at the at the Kennedy Space the, at the visitor center there, so they have a they have a downtime of about maybe an hour or two, and they'll go. There's a there's kind of a green room that they all use, and if you're you know if you're fortunate enough to uh, be with them while they're there, they just kind of shoot the breeze with you about um, what it's like being in. It, it's kind of you you're an astronaut, and then you have a second career after you've retired from the astronaut business of being a public speaker. And what's involved there with travel and trying to plan out your day, and you've got to you've got to be in you know such and such a town at a certain time. I mean, it's it's, it's almost like being a musician. <laughs> you've got a gig that you've got to go to in another town, and you got to figure out well, I got to get a, you know, on a bus or I got to get on a plane and getting there. And it's just it's interesting hearing them talk about just the most mundane aspects of of this part of their uh, of their career which is all part of being uh, an astronaut one of the uh, little uh, trivia bits on this particular clip is that other fellow that's yelling through the window going you know lucky 13 and all that that uh the fellow saying that is todd hollywell he's uh he's actually the second assistant director for apollo 13 he's kind of it kind of like um, uh, ron howard's brother he's in every ron howard movie uh, so he he puts himself in there, and and this was he was in a beautiful mind. He was in um, uh, uh, he's the uh, the Da Vinci Code and all that. So he's he's been in a couple of movies. So I think Ron just figured a way to to stick him in here. That's awesome. I have a, I have a similar uh, moment leaving the uh, the first year I worked with the Apollo thirteen astronauts. It was the forty fifth anniversary. We had him here uh, in Oshkosh, and I'm leaving, and I'm driving. Um, I was driving Gene Kranz home, and we're leaving the grounds. There's a big traffic loop that goes all around the EAA grounds, and we're sitting at a stop sign waiting for our turn to go, and literally somebody pulls up next to us and just yells at the window and gives a thumbs up, and they're like, hey, Apollo 13, and and I was like, wow. Like Even my wife afterwards, she was like, that was like the movie. That was pretty wild. <laughs> oh, perfect time. Um, I know. I know you guys are all busy with uh, air ventures coming up, um, Abby. Since this is your this is your second time now at at uh, at Air yep. Venture, so uh, it, uh, I guess it'll give you a chance to uh, enjoy it more. I mean, I know the two of you are both under the gun getting everything uh, ready, uh, but do you have are there do you have like uh, uh, punch list items that you want to go see that you didn't get a chance to last year? Um, mostly, I've already take care of taking care of that part. So much as I've you know, been able to actually walk around the museum and take my time and sightsee like a tourist almost. But last year I 
mostly spent time on the grounds and this year in a couple of weeks that's what I'm gonna do again so the first couple of weeks I spent inside the museum this time oh okay Abby uh, uh Abby went for a open cockpit biplane ride uh, a couple of weeks ago or a week or two ago and uh last year she uh went flying on the B17 in the Bell 47 helicopter so uh yes. oh, wow it was an experience <laughs> wow what what position were you in on the uh, on the on the 17 um we got to like walk around almost like we got to like go to different positions i was in a group of like 10 people and so we got to kind of wow. rotate around so i got i went everywhere oh cool yeah that's really neat i have i have i have seen aluminum overcast several places that's my my total my b17 experience i've never been inside a b17 but i have to i'll have to change change that when i get up to yeah, especially when I... we start doing the 12 o'clock high minute you know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm writing that down here we go yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's such a it's such a great thing see, see, seeing these old warbirds and stuff. Uh, uh, just on, my, on a recent trip coming back from uh, uh, from the Air Force Museum and getting to see uh, Memphis Bell in all its glory. Uh, ah, that's it's awesome! Really yeah, that was a, just, that's a beautiful restoration they did. Yeah, and, yeah. It, uh, and yeah, it's fun. It's been fun. It's been fun having Abby here. Uh, getting to share this with my niece has been. Uh, um, it's kind of a dream come true when you get into this, and as you get a little older, you're like, man, you. You want to share this with with family and friends, and uh, it's definitely meant a lot to to have her here helping. It's it's really cool, and um, a lot of inappropriate uncle jokes probably <laughs> about uh, uh, you know bad memes and everything else. So we've yeah, had a lot of fun yeah. here together so far. She's come back, so I must not have uh, worked her too hard yeah, last year. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, well, well, good. Well, hopefully it'll be a it'll be a family tradition now if you can if you can come back next year and. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'll pull Chris out with some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got her cool. hooked now, so. <laughs> no, that, that, that's great. Well, well, Abby, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, in, enjoy Air Ventures, and uh, you and uh, five five hundred thousand of your uh, of your closest <laughs> friends. Uh, <laughs> it should be a good time. Hope for hope for uh, good weather. Um, but uh, for folks uh, interested in in visiting uh, the uh, uh, EAA Museum, where's where's the best location for uh, for people to read about? Uh, about uh, tickets and times and schedules. Uh, best place is eaa.org. Everything you need is on there. Airventure.org is uh, linked to the site, and that is where you can go to get your like your airventure tickets and stuff. But to come see the museum, uh, duh, uh, it's just eaa.org, and there's a museum tab on there. We're located in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, just off Highway 41. Open, um, I think, every day except for like two or three days out of the year, uh, but uh, 10 to 5 every day. Well, uh, check check those out for folks uh, interested in uh, following our our little uh, podcast here. Uh, go to as always Airport Minute. Uh, Airport Minute. Oh my gosh! No, a different a movie. Different movie. Jim. Yes, <laughs> different movie. Let's try. It. You can go there too if you want. But, I'd uh, leave that in. See, we start, yeah, we start talking about airplanes and uh, I, the, I go airport, so it's it's buried in my These brain. These nuts but, are stale. Yeah. For, for, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the uh, uh, this particular movie is on uh, Apollo thirteen minute dot com, and you can always uh, uh, track along with us on uh, on Twitter at Apollo thirteen minute or on uh, Facebook at the Apollo thirteen minute Mission Control. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with more uh, Madness and Mayhem, and hopefully, I remember what movie we're doing. <laughs> but uh, it looks like we're coming up on most uh, signal in thirty seconds. So uh, check back with us here tomorrow here on the Apollo thirteen minute.